the right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I didn't know the bricks in the store that you buy that are like sharp or cheddar. <laughs> but I'm still I sticking. Mo- I am still mo- sticking to my point that Parmesan is one dimensional. It's not. I'm not accurate. walking that. You're back. wrong about that too, <laughs> you bozo. No. Bro, come on, your honor. How can it be proof that the male voice on that tape is not Mr. Cole himself? This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I forgot about the, no. I, I didn't know the bricks that said sharp <laughs> or cheddar. That was the best part. How is Chewy realizing that when you go to the grocery store, the orange bricks that say sharp on them are cheddar cheese? And mild and all the other <laughs> <laughs> distinguishing adjectives. Your Honor, I object. And why is that, Mr. Reed? Because it's devastating to my case. Overruled. Good call! This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Latta. Maybe y'all can explain to me what the hell I did while I was sleeping last night. I guess theoretically I wasn't sleeping when I did it. Um, I was awake. But I think it'd be better if I could say that I was sleeping. So I woke up this morning and I'm scrolling through the emails. You know, I do. I don't know how you guys are, but the first thing I do when I wake up is reach over for my phone, check the emails very quickly, kick over to Twitter, check my text messages, and then quick kick over to Twitter. And email stop. I got three emails here. One from Vivid Seats. Update for your tickets. 2.06 a.m. Chase, because I bank with Chase. Your debit card transaction for $126 from the account 2.06 a.m. Then Vivid Seats. Action required. Your Sarah Silverman ticket transfer is ready. (laughs) Then... Ticketmaster. I, I have even more questions now. The fact that you went to the secondary, like the secondary market, you didn't even get these tickets firsthand. You went to the secondary market to get Sarah Silverman tickets. What did I do? Joey, what is what? I woke up in the middle of the night. I didn't have to pee. Maybe I did have to pee. I don't remember. But I woke up in the middle of the night. I must have scrolled through Instagram and, and there must have been a post from her saying like new dates added or something. And sure enough, there was Wisconsin. It's not even Milwaukee, Chew. It's Madison, Could. Wisconsin. When's, when's the show? March 9th. Could Dario have done it? It's a Thursday. You're just going to go on a Thursday? Just a Thursday night. You're going to go check out Sarah Silverman. But have, could Dario have grabbed your phone, thought, oh, I'd be nice to get Sarah Silverman? That's a really get? nice thought, Chew. A really nice thought. And I might entertain it if my husband wasn't in Arizona. For spring training. Well, but okay. there's a time difference. But, I mean, there's a time yeah. difference, right? So Angie, it's only 1 a.m. Yeah. for him. You know, seeing as just... he looks at my phone all the time and says, "Who's the who the hell is this bimbo?" <laughs> You're like Ashton. <laughs> uh, and she works at the office, and <laughs> I actually need those emails. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Amazing. Sarah Silverman tickets at 2.0, 2.06 a.m. last night. This morning. 2.06. 
Have you ever done that? Have you ever woken up in the middle of that and just done something so random and unusual that the next day you're like, what type of out of body experience was I having in the middle of the night? Now, listen, I don't dislike Sarah Silverman. I think she's fine. I think she's great. I've enjoyed her movies. I really like her as Vanellope in Wreck-It Ralph and Wreck-It Ralph 2. Sure. But enough to buy tickets to go see her in Madison on a Thursday night, on a school night? I do feel like she has been shoved into my consciousness recently. She was in the movie I watched on a plane recently, which was uh, Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. She played his best friend. And then she, I believe, took over for Trevor Noah, maybe? She, she did or- a week. So they've been rotating like different hosts on the Daily Show, and I know her. I think her week was last week, week before. Something so I've been like that. seeing a lot of her content, her little sketches and whatnot, in my Instagram feed. So what did I do? Like in the middle of the night, just like bleary eyed, just hit hit buy hit purchase. Wait, so that's two weeks from Thursday. Is dark. Like, were you planning on going with your husband? Who are you going to take with? It? Did you only buy one ticket? Are you going to resell them for higher value now, which would be actually be a good business move? I don't have any idea, you guys. Like, <laughs> I talk through it. This is what we're here this, for. I, I appreciate that. We need to because this was not a conscious, like, well thought out decision. This feels this feels like, like the def- definition of an impulse buy. If impulse buys happen in the middle of the night, so the only thing I can think of that I've ever done that would be comparable was, like, when I first got out of college, you know, like, you didn't have just Spotify or Amazon Music, whatever, you just had, where you could go and just grab whatever music, you actually had to buy the music if you wanted to listen to it, so me, my buddy, and his now wife, anytime we would go to the bar across the street from their apartment, we'd go back to their apartment and just want to, like, listen to tunes and drink after bar close, and we'd be hammered, so we'd just be buying albums, like, why the hell did I buy this album last night? But it was because you were hammered and you wanted to hear the song, so you bought the album. Like, that's the only thing I can think of. I have never purchased comedy tickets for a comedian that is not my favorite. Now, and not that Sarah Silverman's bad, but, you know, definitely not your favorite comedian, I would assume. It's the weirdest thing and I've ever done. And then to go to Madison on top of yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, I don't like driving to no. Madison. Like, like... Mine, mine's normally a... I don't remember going on Pornhub last night. Do I dump that? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. It's not great, but... Is that in the middle of the night, really? Sometimes, Jen, you wake up and it's, you know... Wasn't me. (laughs) It wasn't me. (laughs) All right, Shaggy. Calm down over there. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. You're being led by the little head. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, guys, I mean, Christ. Well, happy Monday, Ash. We're doing a good job of waiting around it. Were we? I mean, Chewy kind of dove into it. Yeah, he went head first. Cannonball. <laughs> 2 a.m. I purchased Sarah Silverman tickets. Please tell me that there are other people out there who have done something comparable. It doesn't have to be tickets. It doesn't have to be Sarah Silverman related. <laughs> That would really be quite coincidental. But just like you wake up in the middle of the night and then the next morning you're like, wait, did I do that? Like, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and cleaned? Right? Like you go to the bathroom and you notice that like the toilet's dirty. So you spray the Clorox stuff around the bowl of the toilet and you're in there scrubbity, scrubbity, scrubbity. And then the next morning you're like, ooh, cleaned my toilet. Oh, it was me at two o'clock in the morning. Anything like that. Anything like that will make me feel better about this situation because I woke up and I was like, Oh, that wasn't a dream? See, that's the other thing that happens when you wake up in the morning. Like, there's that, like, blurry area of, like, what were dreams? What was real? Did the baby actually wake up in the middle of the night crying? Or did I imagine that? Like, you got this whole time period where you're really trying to figure out 
reality versus dream world. And I thought for a few minutes this morning that maybe that was a dream. The four emails from Vivid Seats, Chase Bank, Ticketmaster, and then again, Vivid Seats, tell me otherwise. It wasn't that expensive, though. What did I say? $126? Sure. That's not horrible. I mean, when you factor all in, I mean... The tickets themselves had to be pretty cheap. I mean, with all the like processing fees you usually have to pay when you go through ticket bro- ticket brokerage. The tickets were twenty six dollars. Yeah. Everything else was one hundred. <laughs> exactly. Do they? Do you think somebody is over there like managing the Vivid Seats account and they're like, "What's this? We have someone in mm. Milwaukee. It's two o'clock who just bought Sarah Silverman tickets. Should we call someone? <laughs> is she okay?" I imagine they're like, "Yes, another sucker." Is that's a, is, is this a cry for help? 800-990-3776. Chew, do you, do you do anything in the middle of the night? Like, do you ever get up and just watch Sports Center, Or like, like, is there anything? Or are you dead asleep from the moment you hit the pillow until you wake up and have to pee? I pretty much sleep. Although, what about our guy at 2 a.m.? Does he know it's 2 a.m.? What's he doing at 2 a.m.? <laughs> what day is he, it? He doesn't know a day or if it is 2 a.m. It's dark, man. Yeah. You know, you have, how do you tell? You can't tell time by the sun. There's no sun in there. But doesn't your circadian rhythm still pretty much stay on? I would think you'd get yeah. messed up within 24 hours. Mm, maybe. That's a good point. Let me ask you this. What is the first thing you would tell big guy when he came out of the darkness retreat? There's a lot of things that happened this weekend. We got, we got Bob McGinn and Tom Silverstein talking about how they think the Packers are ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to inflate those two, but that's the gist of what was said between those two. We'll get into that as the morning goes on. You got Aaron Jones, who is back with the team. That happened on Friday. We talked about that on Friday morning. You got Giannis last night in the All-Star game, and he's a Bucks sort of owner. He, uh, we, What do we hear this morning? That he's going to New York for a wrist? Yeah, Bontem said that. Um, getting his wrist further evaluated. It's not good news. Um, Is there something yeah, else you would tell Rick, him? Ricky Steenhouse Jr. went in Daytona. Oh, that was Danica tough. Patrick's ex-boyfriend, I believe. Oh. <laughs> so they have a you know, common really? thread there. A little Venn diagram happening there. Um, Kevin Bacon? What, what about Kevin Bacon? Six degrees. Let it go. Move on. <laughs> Six degrees. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What would you tell you know our I mean? guy? That First day out of the old dark. I don't know if it's today. I don't know. It could be tomorrow. I'd tell him what day it wasn't. I would mess with him. <laughs> hey, yeah. pal, it's Thursday. I'd be like, all right, great. Thanks, How guys. could they let you stay in for a whole week? What the hell is that about? <laughs> I bet it feels like a week. Oh, longer than that. I bet four that. days oh, in God, days. God, it feels longer than a year. How are you no, not just like painful. pounding on the door to say, let me out after You don't have to hours. pound on the door. It's unlocked. You can walk out. That's <laughs> the toughest thing. Then you got to find the door. How big's the room? How's it going to long? Like, you want to get out, but the room's on the other side, but you don't know that the, the door's on the other side. How do you get to that other what side to get to the door? There's no doorknob on the inside, right? Yeah. Hand, because you're, you know, you're handing the wall hand, 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 hand until you find something. Um, yeah. So, what's the first thing you would tell them? Hey, welcome back to the land of the living. This happened. Uh, Jen bought tickets to Sarah Silverman <laughs> last night <laughs> at 2 a.m. <laughs> like, seriously, are you going to go? Are you going to resell them? What are you going to do? Uh, I don't know. I got to find someone to go with first. I don't think, if I'm being honest. Now, Dario does have FOMO. He gets FOMO about things. So, like, there are times when I have to be like, really? You want to go to this? Like, when I went to Alanis Morissette with all of my girlfriends, and he was like, oh, I want to go. And I was like, no. <laughs> It's me and my girlfriends. We're going to scream. You ought to know at the top of our lungs. Like, you're going to mess up the vibe. Um, 
Um, so Sarah Silverman, I don't know if that's going to be his style, but he may go through a little FOMO and be like, I want to go. And then I'll have to like rationalize, which again, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of uh, room to talk about rationalizing right I mean, now since I bought tickets at two o'clock in the morning. Well, he's just going to take off work so he can go see Sarah Silverman on a Thursday? Yeah, correct. He's not going to do that. So I'll just have to find a girlfriend to go with me. Maybe my sister will go. Maybe one of my girlfriends will go with me. Um, but yeah, oh, I, I don't think I can resell them. I don't think that the market is that like demanding. You want right to know now. unless you try, Jen. Yeah, there's only one way to find out. Is there anyone out there who wants my Sarah Silverman <laughs> tickets? <laughs> I honestly, I didn't even know she still performed. Like yes. as a stand-up comedian. Got a little toury tour happening right now. Where's she I at? I don't even know who she is. Um, trying I to think feel of like a movie. you would know her from something. So she, for the longest time, she dated um, Jimmy Kimmel. That's... Does that do anything for you? Not helping me. Okay. Um, she on, in movies? Yeah, yeah, she's in movies. Commercials? Movies. Just Google her. Don't you have a computer in front of you? <clears throat> yeah, that's a lot of work. She's pretty recognizable. Like out. she's just. I, I went and Google saw Sandler her. one time. I think I saw <gasps> Sandler. They just they they go on too long. They don't know when to leave on a high note. I mean, most of them are like an hour. An hour. Famously, uh, he was like he was like two hours. That is long. Have you ever uh, watched any of these comedy specials on Netflix or other streaming services? Because then you're in control. You can turn them on, turn them off, walk uh, away. Not really a comedy guy. This is not shocking. You turn off every comedy huh? movie halfway through, which yeah. actually tracks that you would think that going to a stand-up comedy show would go on too long because you'd want to walk out about a half hour in. Um, Have you ever been to a comedy show other than Sandler? No. Dario took me Maybe to a I show. Maybe I just don't find people funny. <laughs> Anyone? Except Pe- yourself? People who get paid to be funny? You don't find any of them funny? I mean, like, Eddie Murphy back in the day was the bomb. Sure, sure. Um, That's like saying Michael Richard Jordan back Pryor. in the day was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he was okay. No, nah, not really. Mm-hmm. Not to the point where I'd go and watch him at a show. He would like Bill Burr. I don't think. Yeah, but he's not going to pay uh, money for Bill Burr. No, Bill just Burr like did F, F is for family. Yeah, that's him. That's okay. Well, it's not him doing stand-up comedy. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> you just don't right? know. Do you understand how I mean, stand-up comedy works? I mean, if he's right in the show, if he's right in the show, then he kind of, it's an extension of himself. Yeah, and it's this extension of his jokes, but it's different. It's a different format than stand-up comedy. Ah, just not feeling it. Rather watch Steely Dan. Steely Dan do what? Well, plus, Chewie doesn't want to go live. anywhere, ever. Like, he doesn't want to leave the house to go watch somebody do stand-up comedy. I gotta leave to come home. I was talking with Ashy about it, and I'm not really excited. You're not excited to you come get back? You to see us. But is that supposed to be I a selling point? I would if it was point? May. Not March. March is like ugh, March is the worst month of the year. March is not the worst month. We of the had year. this discuss. Yes, it is. And you it picked is. February. Yeah, we. I- no, February. You know you're miserable. You know it's going to be miserable. March teases you with one seventy degree day, and then the next day is twenty two below zero. I'm not, not miserable. Fun. In fact, this weekend felt very nice. Like after we got dumped on with the snow. This weekend it was like forty-five degrees. Yesterday it was forty-nine degrees. It's a great driving weekend, around, yeah. the sun was out. It was actually like a decent weekend. I'm not miserable at all. I'll tell you when I was miserable though. Dario once took me to the Anthony Jeselnik. Oh, I love him. <laughs> He's awesome. He is big fan. <laughs> he is not everybody's cup of tea. Not if at you're 
Oh. If you're into it, it's hilarious. If you're not, it gets uncomfortable. So Dario was very, very into it. Yeah, that makes sense. Laughing like a hyena yeah. next to me. Yeah, this makes sense. And I, he Where kept making jokes about dead babies. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's what he does. Oh. Yeah. He finds the line and then he throws the line away and then he just keeps going and I stop, don't stop laughing. So Chewy, one of the jokes that I remember that Anthony Jesselnick mm. told was my sister just had a baby, a little newborn. The kid is so adorable, so cute, but she wouldn't let me hold him. She refused. She said, no way, Anthony, I'm afraid you're going to drop the baby. He says, I'm 32 years old. Like I'm some kind of idiot. There are a million other ways I can hurt your baby. That was the one that offended you? Or that was no, just one? that's the one I can That's read the one she can yeah, remember. Yeah, say. <laughs> and actually say out loud. That's a, that's a tamer one Because most of them you can't say out loud. Yeah, exactly. That is great. I've just seen him Very uncomfortable. I almost walked out. But Dario was like, hey, I spent well, a lot you, of money on these tickets. Please don't. Do, do you guys know Gary Goldman? Oh, yeah. Gary Goldman's fantastic. My, one of my buddies. He was a backup, huge, yeah, he was a backup tight end for me at Boston College. He was. I didn't think he was funny then. He was quiet. <laughs> Maybe he was afraid of me. <laughs> Well, he didn't have his uh, he didn't have his list uh, his set list perfected yet. He didn't have his jokes list perfected Is he good? yet. Yeah, a lot of people love him. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, lots to get that to this nice morning. Show. Lots to get to this morning on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Please tell me that I am not unusual by buying Sarah Silverman tickets in the middle of the night. Please tell me that you have done something similar or just even weird in the middle of the night. You wake up the next morning and you're like, "Did I?" Really do that? Vacuum the living room? What the hell? And we got a lot of updates on your guy, Aaron Rodgers. That's next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. So overrated. Come on, his head is a pumpkin. Yeah, he's so right. <laughs> Chewy's never been more right Ed about anything. Sheeran. Chewy was right. Yeah. Holy <laughs> Chewy was oh right. Yeah. Imagine the helmet on that dome. <laughs> Be the first eight and a half size. What the? On 94.5 ESPN. On the street and on TV. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy back on ESPN Milwaukee. Had a good weekend. It's nice when you're done. A huge project I was working on, as you guys know, finally went to print, went to television this weekend. So it was a huge weight off my shoulders. And breathe. So that's why you bought Sarah Silverman tickets. You were celebrating the fact that you were done with your piece, decided you needed to treat yourself. (laughs) To what, an hour and a half drive there and back? I don't know. (laughs) Trying to make it make sense. I appreciate that. You're looking out for me. Trying to help. Um, Friday... We were off the air. Others were not. So I know that Scalzo and Bruscott's talk about this all Friday afternoon, but we did not address this yet. But Bob McGinn, longtime Packers beat reporter who now works for uh, Tyler Dunn over at Go Long. It's a podcast. It's a long-form article. Um, what is it? Long-form site. article site. It's a website. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, wow. Came out firing about the Aaron Rodgers situation, okay? Um So let's just take a listen before we get into this whole thing on what Bob McGinn had to say about Aaron Rodgers Friday on the Go Long Pod. I mean, I'm convinced based on my own instincts and knowing the NFL and knowing what what happens after all these defeats and discussions with someone who just firsthand knowledge of this organization's of the Packers uh, internal debates that they are done with Rodgers, that that's the way it is right now. 
that he's not coming back. I mean, they're disgusted with him, and they're done with him, and they're moving on. And, you know, this is going to involve money and a trade partner and all kinds of things. But I'm totally convinced he will not be their starting quarterback this year. On the other hand, they love Jordan Love. They think he is the second coming now. They have seen enough in practice for three years that they believe he is like Rodgers 2.0. That's where this organization is coming from right now. They have turned the page just like they did to Favre. What do we do with the fact that this podcast is run by Taylor? Tyler Dunn? I mean, it... Huh? Do we do discredit it? I mean, that article was pretty bad that he wrote about Rodgers a couple years ago where he threw a bunch of stuff against a wall. Now, listening to Bob there, disgusting kind of sounds like clickbait. It just sounds a little clickbaity to me, even though I do agree with some of it, because I think what he was saying with with his knowledge throughout the years of the NFL... They were sick of Brett. I knew firsthand people in the building that were like, I wouldn't use the word disgusted, but they were sick of his antics and it was time to move on. But I don't know. Didn't it, did not it feel clickbaity or no? Um, and again, so it's, it's I don't want to say it's backed up, but you also have the report from Friday that came out um, from Tom Silverstein from the Wonky Journal Sentinel, where the lead is really the money thing there. At one point, and here, here's what it says. At one point late last year, Green Bay Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst told an NFL colleague he was convinced it was time that the organization move on from quarterback Aaron Rodgers and see what Jordan Love had in him. Yeah, but then they signed him to a monster deal. No, this was the late this was this season. Late this so, past within season. Within the last yeah. few months. Oh, this Four past months, five season. months, who knows? Three months, who, yeah. who knows? End of 2022. So at, at some point he decided know, here's, how it here's, works. here's the other thing too. So I, I hear what you're saying when it comes to the they were sick of Brett. Yet Brett gave them the out. He retired. And then decided to stay retired because there was the whole thing of Brett going, oh, maybe I'll come back. And then Ted and Mike McCarthy get on a plane, go down and see him in Mississippi, and he's like, No, nah, you know what, I'm gonna stay retired. And that was the point where they moved on. So the Packers Kept that door open as long as they as long as they could, despite as you said, people in the building being sick of him and McCarthy debating whether he should have replaced Favre in the NFC Championship game with Rodgers. Like, and they still kept the door open for Favre. So I, I still think that the door. I don't think this shuts the door on anything going forward because that might have been a couple months ago. And like you said, a couple months before that, they signed to do a big extension. Maybe Gutekunst changes his mind again if Roger says, hey, I want to come back and I want to play for Green Well, Bay. first and foremost, you can imagine my frustration hearing this on Friday when I placed a tiny little wager on Thursday uh-huh. on Green Bay. Oh. You can just imagine, just imagine my frustration. Could have used this information the day before, guys, but I did place that $100 bet. Do I think it's coincidental this came out the day after you made the bet? No, I don't think it's coincidental the at all, The odds Jen. were plus 300, Gabe. Hey, look. Plus 300, he was staying in Green Bay. Yeah, I, I get it. I, okay. I understand how so the I odds just, were. I just want to put that out there that I was a little frustrated about that. I also understand how you're jinxed. But my reaction is where there's smoke, there's fire. My reaction is 
Whatever your opinion of Tyler Dunn is, which BTW, I happen to be on the other side of it. I think Tyler is a hell of a reporter. I think he does a fantastic job. I know that people think he has an axe to grind with Rodgers, but I think there are a lot of people that have an axe to grind with Rodgers. I think McGinn may have an axe to grind with Rodgers, but I don't think that the information is at its core bad. And to your point, Gabe, I would lean on the Tom Silverstein element there to which it's stronger. It's just a stronger it just, piece. And it says that Gutekunst, within the last few months, has talked to somebody in the league, convinced it was time to move on. So I think where there's smoke, there's fire. I do think where McGinn maybe messed up a little on this thing, and again, I have all the respect in the world for McGinn as well. I want to be very clear on that. Um is it felt very personal at some points. It felt very hard to the whole. It felt very um, incendiary. And, and, and I don't know if that was necessary if you just had the information. If the information was good, then you can just sit in the information. You don't need to couch it with all of like the, and this, and this, and this, and piling on and piling on. And so I do think that this organization is absolutely doing its due diligence, looking to see what its options are. Maybe they are. Again, there's a grindiness here, guys, that I believe has weighed on and continues to weigh on people in that organization. What I think I keep going back to default-wise is that statement by Brian Gutekunst, whatever comes along with having a Hall of Fame quarterback, you deal with. Maybe they just got to the point where they don't want to deal with it anymore. So I think if I had to pick a side, and again, I've been very strong in my position that Rodgers is staying, I still believe he's staying, but it does get a little more uncomfortable if you're me and you have hitched your wagon to Aaron Rodgers. Well, <laughs> well, as we know from last night, I'm willing to throw a hundred bucks away on a Sarah Silverman concert. Yeah, whatever show. So I don't know if that really is the point you you were hoping it was. Yeah, unfortunately. But again, well, well, I still but, but, think he's staying, but it does make me a little more uncomfortable that there are more machinations happening than I'd like to admit. Let me ask you this. If if Gutekunst and the organization are that sick of Rodgers, are they overselling Jordan Love to themselves? Or do they actually believe that Love is that good? Or they just kind of see some things and go, nope, he's definitely good. Because they're so sick of Rodgers, they want to move on, and they want to believe in Jordan Love well, more than... Is that a possibility? nothing... But there's nothing from Goody that shows us he's, except for these little alleged conversations that took place with NFL personnel, there's nothing from Goody that tell, that's telling us he's ready to move on because they're sitting there going, well, we're waiting for his decision. If you're moving on, you don't give a crap about his decision. You're like, eh, okay, that's great. Decide if you want to play, but we're going to move on. There's none of that. Um, Murphy said it himself. He's like, well, we want to give him space and we got to give him time. So they're either talking out of both sides of their mouth or they're not well, talking Well, Murphy at all. has said, though, we made a significant commitment to him and that was for longer than one year. He, I mean, again, there was some uh, massaging of that message, don't you think? Well, he didn't come right out and say, like, we want Rodgers back for 2023. Has anybody heard him say that? No, it's it, the chess match. It's, well, it's, it's the total chess match. I don't think Rodgers can splinter the fan base the way Brett did. I think there's still going to be a part of the fan base that goes, you know, that, that sides with Aaron in this thing, right? No matter how it ends. If, if, if they end up going their separate ways. 
And by being silent right now and kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth, Chew, by publicly saying, yeah, we want him back and doing all these things, they're trying to protect themselves because, again, they don't want to be the bad guy. They don't want to splinter the fan base. They want everybody kind of going in that same direction. So we haven't got that indication from Goody yet, but that just might be because they're waiting for Rodgers to make that first move while behind the scenes, he's already doing stuff like making sure Aaron Jones is locked up for 2024 and, and doing moves like that. Yeah, but here's how they work. Here, And I know, I've known Bob for a long time, and I love Bob. Bob's a great guy. I don't know Tyler Dunn, but th- this is how they work. Or at least back in the day when I was a young, young pup. We would have a team meeting, right? And then Bob would hang around and grab the kid from Pig's Knuckle, Arkansas. That doesn't know how this deal works. And then he'd get him in the corner and be like, "What? what went on in the team meeting? And the kid didn't know any better he would tell him and then the kid would get yelled at by his coach like what are you doing being a pipeline for these guys just stop I'm not doubting that he has people in the building I'm just saying at what level he has in the building now when I heard myself personally that they were sick of Favre that was from day-to-day operations people sure that was people involved every single day I'm just saying, did he hear it from the secretary's secretary on the third floor that this, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because Bob, I, correct me if I'm wrong, he's not in the building anymore. No, he, no, he is not. So I just don't know at what level he is getting this information from and it's, if it's diluted and here and there and there. I just, I'm, I'm just pushing back a little bit and saying, okay, I need a little more than this. Well, again, we'll go with the like Tom the, Silverstein element because Tom is in the building. Tom still Tom is, is covering the, building, the team yeah. for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and Packers News, etc. We will continue this conversation because I got a pretty good analogy, I think, for something that Gabe mentioned just a few moments ago. We'll get into that right after this on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. The only place to get Lightbox lab-grown diamonds in Milwaukee is the Jewelry Center. A new selection of Lightbox jewelry now available. One and a half, two carat loose diamonds. If you're looking to give some study. Earrings, Jewelry Center is options. Two, three, four carat total weight light box diamonds ranging from $1,900 to $3,400. Look, Valentine's Day was less than a week ago. Maybe you screwed up. Maybe you gave a bad gift. There's still time to make good for it. And it's easy. You go to the Jewelry Center, you talk to Dean and his helpful team in Brookfield, Greenfield, or in Burlington. They'll point you in the right direction, whether you're looking for an engagement ring, whether you need wedding bands after you've gotten to that point and getting closer to the actual wedding ceremony. Maybe you're just looking for a nice necklace or some of those stud earrings from Lightbox, the lab-grown diamonds right here in Milwaukee. They can, do, they can help you out because their team is knowledgeable, friendly, and they're always going to have your back. Take a look online at shoptjc.com or stop in at any of the three locations for the Jewelry Center in Brookfield, Greenfield, or in Burlington. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. He sounds like the Beatles. What, what, Anyone? This is a new one on me. Listen I, even to his I don't interview, know. the way he talks. He sounds like Paul McCartney. Ringo farted and it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. On 94.5 ESPN. What is your reaction to the news this weekend from Bob McGinn, supplemented by the headline in the Tom Silverstein article? Gabe, I'm going to put you on the spot. What was the line from the Tom Silverstein article again, please? Uh, The lead of the, so the first line in the Silverstein article, at one point late last year, meaning this past season, not the 2021, but the 2022 season. Green Bay Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst told an NFL colleague he was convinced it was time that the organization move on from quarterback Aaron Rodgers and see what Jordan Love had in him. 
It continues, whether Gutekunst was frustrated over the team's mounting losses, realized that Rodgers wanted to start a new chapter in his life, or believed it was Love's time to take over the team, it isn't clear. But the colleague was certain Gutekunst had given a lot of thought to what the team would look like without Rodgers. So the colleague was saying this wasn't just a whim. This wasn't just a Sarah Silverman tickets in the middle of the night type of thing. <laughs> right? Am I reading that correctly? Yeah, babe? Didn't, didn't pull a gen is what he's saying. Yes, correct. You just wake up at 209 and hit click and buy on some Sarah Silverman tickets. And no. That's how Aaron Rodgers got traded to the Raiders. Like, <laughs> sounds like maybe there was a little more thought put into it. Uh, if you are a fan of Green Bay and... You're hearing this on Friday when I'm sure you listened to it. I listened to the whole dang thing as I was making dinner, right? Played the podcast so that I could hear tone, so I could hear inflection, so I could hear how passionate McGinn felt about his assertions that the team was convinced they were ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Um, What was your reaction to it? Were you surprised? Were you resigned? What was your reaction, Gabe, when you heard this from the Bob McGinn Go Long podcast on Friday? Not shocking. I mean, Rodgers even said that, you know, Rodgers isn't an idiot, right? Like, as much as he can bloviate on different topics, he's, he's not a dummy. So when he has been up there at times at the end of the season talking about, well, it has to be, you know, mutual interest and saying things like that. Like he probably has a feeling, he has a feeling of that building, too, just like you had a feeling of the building when you were there. I think he kind of has that feel that maybe people are sick of him, and maybe it is time for him to start that new chapter in his um, life, which is why yeah. he said that. Even though the, the Packers didn't say anything directly to him, I think he kind of had a feel. And, and hearing this from whether it's the McGinn podcast, whether it's the Silverstein article, it, it starts to put these pieces Rogers in place. Own words. Yes, it, it makes things make sense that we went, huh. I wonder why he was saying that. And it starts to make the picture to me a little bit more clear that he is not going to be here in 2023. Uh, So you guys aren't dismissive at all? I mean, I think you have to... Look, Tyler Dunn did not tell the truth in that article he wrote yeah, about look, him. So he needs to be put on ice a little bit. But this isn't Tyler Dunn. Like, again, Chu, I don't, I'm not going to make this thing about whether or not Tyler Dunn lied in an article a few years ago. Bob McGinn is his own dude. Bob McGinn obviously felt strongly enough about whatever information he had to go on a podcast and talk about the the number one guy in the league right now. Go ahead and say whatever you want. Every single show in the sports space wants to know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. It's why it's on Get Up. It's why it's on First Take. It's why it's on every Fox program. It's why it's on Good Morning Football. It's why we talk about it every morning, even though we don't want to talk about it every morning, because there is an insatiable desire to know what is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. So Bob McGinn felt strongly enough about his sources and people who are attacking this idea of my own instincts how the hell do you think this stuff gets done how the hell do you think it gets done people who are in tuned with how an organization operates how people operate they use that information to guide this process and then you go out Gabe as we discussed this morning and you go out and get sources on it McGinn felt strongly enough about the people he spoke to the person he spoke to and the combination of his experiences in the league with this team to do a 50-minute filibuster on this. Like, you, the only other argument you can make about it is that, well, McGinn's losing it, man. He's losing it. He wants to be relevant and all that stuff. But, like, I don't see it that way. I think, Chu, he felt strongly about the source he had. Yeah, he probably got someone to say disgusted. But who was it? Was it a janitor's uh, supplier of Windex? 
for the stadium window. But see, that's, but that's you, a you, shot at McGinn right there, look, too, because, again, when you're in this industry, you know yeah, what but, a reliable Jen, source is and you know what a bad source clickbait? is. Are you telling me people okay. don't use clickbait in order to get their name out there? I mean, I could tell you there's probably 409 people that are going to use clickbait today over something. I'm just saying, I'm not buying it. Shoot. Did you get someone to say disgusting in the building? Probably. Shoot, just Who okay. Was it? Let's forget about McGinn. Forget about McGinn. Just focus on Silverstein. Like, still, Silverstein has it that Gutekunst told an Gabe, NFL colleague I, I, I that he was convinced. Punch. I've always had people that don't have the flipping balls. To come up and say, yeah, I said it. Yeah, I'm the scout for the Bears. I Gutekunst told me that. He told me that. All right, then I'll buy it. But when you sit there and hide, well, a scout close to the source said that this guy sucks. I ain't going to listen to a flipping word you say. But people do say okay? things. And again, as, a, as somebody in the journalism space, too, I can tell you that people will often say things wi- only if they have the veil of anonymity. But people will speak freely if they have that I that mean, assurance. I'll say whatever the hell. I don't care. <laughs> and, we, and we thank you for that. I can care less. And, and we thank you, you know? for your service, pal. The city of Cincinnati doesn't like you, but you know what? I love you, pal. Cincinnati, I mean. <laughs> I know, because I don't give a crap. I just tell it the way it is, but and I wish people would. Chew, I, I just, just, did, I just I, did this story that, that posted this weekend, right? And I interviewed dozens of people for this feature, right? And I had a lot of information that people said that I couldn't necessarily substantiate, right? Some of it was unfounded rumors. Yeah. Some of it was more of a, um, well, this is how this person acted, but I can't confirm if they acted this way on that day, but in the past they acted this way. So part of my job as the journalist is to weed through, wade through all of that information and figure out what I can substantiate and what I can't substantiate and use the stuff that I can substantiate for the story. You know? So, like, I feel like, again, yeah, if, no, we, if it, these then. guys put this stuff out there, they feel strongly in the sources. And, again, it's a judgment call. I'm not sitting here taking the word of the janitor. Now, he may have been a witness to something that occurred, but I also then would try to get a second source to confirm that information. Because, yes, there are people who either see things differently because they're affected by their own biases or maybe didn't get exactly the closest look at something that they thought they did and kind of filled in the blanks. Like, that's all part of being the journalist so it does feel to no, me know, guys like you, this is something that they feel strongly enough about to go forward with these assertions but but you are asking me number one my opinion and if i believe it and i'm telling you no i don't is there someone in the building that maybe used the word disgusting yes at what level do i think it was high up no not at all. I don't believe you. And until someone has the balls to put their name on something out there, then I ain't going to listen to you. You know, I've been in locker rooms. I hear lies. I see spins. I see clickbait. You know, I'm just, that's just the way I'm wired. So you, know, you tell me something, you ask me something, I'm going to shoot you straight. And I don't care what Joe Schlunk, three rooms down, thinks about me. I could care less. See, I am you have that luxury, too. You have that luxury, right? No, because right now you're independent. Yeah. But for some of these people who still either work in front offices or work for teams, they would be compromising their jobs. They would be compromising those relationships in order to, quote unquote, speak freely. It's why so much but sourcing still, is done yeah, anonymously. And you're but right. Listen, listen, I agree I, with you on this, I too. I did okay? it when I played. When Frank got in a fight with Bob McGinn, I mean, who in the world thought I would have took Bob McGinn's side? Which I did, because Frank was being a doucher. I'm like, Frank, you sucked in the game. Why can't they write about it? You know? That's just the way I am.
And it drives me nuts that these people that just hide behind their veils, and I get it, Jen, because it's just like, if you're asking me, do I believe it? I am leaning towards no, I don't. So someone of some, I'm leaning towards no as if it was someone of substance in the building that said that. So this does not affect your opinion. Do you think he's coming back? Because you, you've been on Jen's side where you no, think he is I, going yes, to be a I Green Bay Packer. Back. You think he's going to be a Packer? Yes, I do. Yes. Yes. Just for the fact that I got my nuts roasted, uh, what, last year or the two years, when we thought he was all leaving. <laughs> right? Fool me once, like, shame I'm on you. Fool me twice, yeah. shame on me. 800. Yeah, you exactly. can roast my nuts one time, but after that, you get the free shot. After that, no more roasting of my nuts. Yeah. 800-990-3776. With this new information, whether you believe it or not, will certainly affect your answer here. What do you think is going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Because I have been firmly in the camp of this is all blustering. This is all Aaron Rodgers wanting to do the faux free agency, see all of the teams that are interested in him, do all of the flirting in front of their significant other's face, and I think he will still be back. But even this gave me pause this weekend to wonder if, in fact, I had wasted the $100 I spent on the DraftKings I told you. The second, before you placed that bet, it was going to be a waste of money. You haven't won a bet in, what, two years oh, hold now? Hold on, Jen. Jen, you probably still have a window with the tickets you bought last night and claim it as fraud. <laughs> hey, someone placed the bet. But there, I would have never done it. And then they bought Seriously? Amy Winehouse tickets. And... R.I.P. You know? Amy Winehouse, famously deceased. <laughs> Born out for our pal, Amy. It's okay. It's a hologram show. Have you guys tried Celsius Energy Drink yet? If you haven't, can I tell you all about it? It is the clean energy drink that you need, that I need, to stay active and energized all day long. And trust me, if you're listening to this show and you're thinking about all the things that I have on my plate and wondering how in the world does Jen manage all of that, I'll tell you my secret. It's Celsius Energy Drink. It gets me through the day. My favorite flavor is, everybody, say it with me, one, two, three... Peach Vibe! So good. I have one every Saturday morning before I hit the air for college football coverage, and it keeps me going throughout the weekend. Celsius is the essential energy drink that I need to stay on top of it all, and you can find Celsius Energy Drink at Pick and Save or online at Amazon. That's what I do, man. I just go to the old Amazon account, I place the order, buy again, right? You go right to the buy again option, place the order for the Celsius, it arrives right on my door, I can grab one on my way out on my way to work. Celsius Energy Drink, Celsius Energy Drink, live fit. Too bad you didn't have a Celsius at 2 a.m. last night. You were listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. And guess who didn't hit the hole? Zeke Elliott. Ashton. Well, I mean, yes. You all right, back, back there? That's so true. <laughs> it was a direct shot. She took out the sniper rifle and just... There's not a, no, she, she got right up to me, took out a Glock and just shot. <laughs> yeah, right in the balls. On 94.5 ESPN. action for our guy Chew. <laughs> One of the other things that Bob McGinn said. <laughs> She's dead. Huh? Sure is. Super dead. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> Although Sarah Silverman and Amy Winehouse do famously have very dark, dark, long hair, mm-hmm. so I can understand. Yeah, have you Googled Sarah Silverman yet over yeah, there? Just, yeah, take a look at who we're talking about. <sighs> 
Monday. <laughs> What's a, her name? Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Sarah. Silverman with an H. In silver. Man. Okay. Okay, that's her, Sarah Silverman, female comedian. I, I don't. I've never seen her before in my life. Really? Honestly, interesting. Never heard of her. Um. Huh. You ever so, see School of Rock? Jack Black. You like Jack Black? No, uh, I. You know who I thought it was? I thought it was the girl that does the tampon commercials on TV. Amy Schumer. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do not like her. Yeah. Yeah. Way That's different. What I thought it was. <laughs> two completely different people, two completely different styles of comedians, to be honest. I can both understand comedians, that. though, right? Yeah, yeah both comedians. He's like, yeah. two female comedians? <laughs> <laughs> what a world. <laughs> Kind of like cheddar and parmesan. Uh, I'm hey, watching. Right. Yeah, I'm watching the one trick pony. I'm watching the old uh, All Star game last night. Um, a little bit concerned, if I'm being honest, about Giannis Antetokounmpo. A little bit concerned about that wrist, guys. If I'm being honest, but more importantly, how about me watching it with my kid, who can't for the life of him figure out why they're playing the Canadian national anthem before. 